0: Welcome to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. You know, the purpose of this show is to have fun talking about small business stuff. Along the way, we're going to give you knowledge and tools to succeed with your small business, whether or not you're just starting one from scratch, or you want to start one from scratch, or, more importantly, you've been established. You've been around for a couple of years. You've been been going through the trials and tribulations of growing a small business And we define that as from one to 25 employees. Who are we? My name's Jack Mancini and I'm a partner with Maximum Value Partners and I'm a business coach. And I'm here with my long-term business partner, Adam Sunhalter. We've been together over 15 years. There isn't too much we haven't seen about a small business that, that anybody could, let's say, stump us or at least have a very meaningful discussion about problems you might be faced with. So, what do you think, Adam? It's another nice night in beautiful Willoughby, Ohio, and it's nice to be here.
1: It is. It's a, maybe the last night of our Indian summer here. We've had for the last probably ten days. It's been fantastic, enjoying it, and that's one of the best things about being here in the northeast uh, Ohio area. Jack, is it's the fantastic weather, and uh, we got to enjoy it while we can. As the fall is just starting to come, with uh, with the foliage changing and everything else. So. Yes, yeah, so we're here to talk about business, and we like to apply a lot of things in the world to small business. And often the the lens we see the world through happens to be small business. And so we have a ton of fun doing it. And as we say every week, uh, our listeners, whether you're listening live here on the radio, on WINT to us, or listening to our podcast, Jack and I are here live in the studio every Wednesday from 7:30 to 8:30 p.m. Eastern Time, and you can reach us here live in the studio. If you have some how questions of your own, or you want to respond to things we're talking about, the number is 440-946-9468. Again, 440-946-9468. We're also getting more active on the Twitter sphere. We've got a couple of uh, of Twitter accounts out there. We've got our VP account, which is our company account. Jack has his what is which is at Jack M MVP or you can reach me at, at Adam Sunhalter I'd be happy to kind of tweet back at you there as well to kind of tweet your questions in we also are taking emails radio at maximumvp.com or head over to our website maximumvp.com forward slash how how nice little form there to kind of put in some information in your question or response we'll be happy to get it on the air here as well so well, there, are,
0: there are so many ways to get us, it's uh, almost impossible to get on the computer and, and not find some connection to us.
1: Absolutely right, Jack. And yeah. so, you know, again, we like to talk about the how questions and getting folks unstuck from a state of how. Unstuck. There's often how questions in running your business. They happen multiple times a day. We had uh, one of our uh, our favorite past clients, Lisa Holly from uh, Bria Moving and Storage, on last week, and we pointed out as she was just going on in the first few minutes of the show, she must have rambled off ten how questions in a matter of 30 seconds in terms of that she was describing not even thinking, when she first right? came over, right? And, and you yeah, know, right. not even aware of it. I had to point it out, and she's kind of she she started to smirk, right? So uh, it, it's there. It happens all the time. And we're the how guys to help answer a lot of those how questions, Jack.
0: That's right. You know, so much, so much is built around that how question. You can't go through a day as a business owner or wannabe business owner without uttering those how questions. How do I make payroll? How do I get more money? How do I understand this, this financial statement? How do I don't even know what to call it. How, how, how? How do I get rid of employees that, that are troublesome? It goes on and on and on, and it's just a natural part of it. So we, as Adam said, help small business owners or better yet owners of small businesses get unstuck from a state of how. That's
1: right. We help the owners themselves who are all <coughs> shapes and sizes and colors and creeds and and, and everything else in between but they they own companies that are small which we which we absolutely love. So we got a we got a pretty interesting topic tonight we're going to get into and we'd love to hear some of your feedback on it as well. And I'm going to I'm going to couch this Jack and the How question standpoint which is how do you lead in times of controversy? And this kind of came up with the recent, well, well, I guess I'll frame as the NFL kneelers, you know, and kind of how that kind of no, goes on. Is
0: that a football team?
1: I don't know. I was, I was going by, there's a, there's a great um, auto repair shop near my house, Jack, and he's got one of those old... Um, you know, white signs, you, know, you put letters on, kind of lights up, looks like the old used car lot, you mm-hmm. know, signs okay. you can change, right? Mm-hmm. This guy's always putting very – I find very funny messages on there. And so a couple weeks back before, before the NFL season started, he had up there, he said, hey, pay attention this coming weekend. It's the Kneelers versus the Steelers, right? He's referring to the Browns <laughs> as the Kneelers versus the Steelers, right? <laughs> And so this is something that's been kind of going on for the last year or so. And for those of you who aren't aware, but if you've been living under a rock for a while, let me just give you a quick a quick overview. Uh, about a year ago, there was a quarterback for the, at the time for the, for the San Francisco 49ers by the name of Colin Kaepernick. And he took it upon himself to to start to kneel during the National Anthem. Before every NFL game, they play the National Anthem. The players usually are on the sidelines, you know, the respective sidelines standing at attention as that national anthem plays and he decided to take a knee and he said he was doing it in, in, in uh, protest to the police abuse of, of, of black people or what he saw as, a, as an over abuse or some version of that right and so he started doing this and started to create a little bit of a stir and a little bit of a buzz and so fast forward to this year his contract was up he was released you know he, he was not re-signed by, by the 49ers and lo and behold he wasn't signed by anybody and for those of you who aren't sports fans, just to give you a sense, there are, uh, what, there are 30? 32.
0: 32
1: teams out there yeah. in the NFL. Typically they each have at least two quarterbacks, maybe three that are on the roster. So you've got 60 to to, 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 to maybe 90 spots, okay? So you would figure that, you know, if you're a top – 60, top 70, top 80, top 90 quarterback, you'd probably be on a roster somewhere somehow because you're going to help the team. Because it's it's rare, and we know this here in Cleveland, it's rare that a quarterback takes takes every snap or plays every game for you without getting injured. It happens a lot where you have to go through two or three or four quarterbacks during the course of the year. But lo and behold, Colin Kaepernick is still without a team right now. And there are are a lot of teams that even went to this great effort. And the the one that I know very well is the former Cleveland Browns, who are currently known as the Baltimore Ravens, who were considering bringing him on. And they did all kinds of research and trying to understand what the fan base was going to think about this. Everybody from the ownership to coaches and players and former players and everybody else to try to decide whether they should bring this guy on or not. And obviously Baltimore has been one of the the, the areas that's had some concerns about police abuse or or, or, or misabuse of of of, uh, of of young black males, when it, you know, certainly in the last couple of years, they've had one case for sure that's been an issue. But there's been stuff kind of going on there in Baltimore. So, any case, so over the over the last week, uh, I think starting on Friday evening, uh, our president uh, Donald Trump uh, made a comment about how he thought that that the NFL owners should fire everybody who was kneeling during the national anthem fire and use some colorful language call them SOBs or it might be but again that's that's how Trump is. You know, Trump just kind of says whatever he's feeling or, or whatever he's thinking. But he said that and all you know, something that's been kind of there and kind of bubbling for a little bit, all of a sudden just kinda of took off. And it's almost any it, if you tune into any TV station, any radio station, I don't care whether it's sports talk, not any news station, whatever it might be, almost everybody's talking about this, you know, yeah, to some got it, to some uh, type you've in been kind. Going
0: crazy for a good week. That's right. So I got us. That.
1: So so I got Jack and I thinking about this in terms of again. Here's a here's kind of a, a situation of controversy, and I, I guess I wanted to start off the discussion, Jack, in terms of if you look at how do you lead during this. I guess I, you know to me I look at two kind of camps. One would be the, the you know, President Trump. And the other one would be kind of the NFL, and the NFL to me would, would include the commissioner of the NFL, the owners of the NFL, and the coaches of the NFL. And you look at those kind of two camps and understand that they're both leading amongst some sort of controversy here. And the ways they're going about doing it are very, very different. I think for a number of reasons, and you know, I think this would apply quite a bit to owners of companies that have controversy in their business. And that controversy could be a lot of different things. I got some examples we'll get into here today, but it could be from from somebody wearing an offensive T-shirt at work, to somebody kneeling to pray during you know during lunch hour, um, to, to, to to somebody you know. Uh, you know, Using four-letter words you know, or something like there's different ways that people can do things that they might upset them, too. Hey, do you, do you ever sue somebody or, or if you get involved in a lawsuit? It, there's a lot of ways that, that controversy comes up. It may not be daily in your business, but it can, can come up quite a bit. So so what do you do? How do you lead during times of controversy, and so we're seeing this kind of play out certainly in, in, in as public a fashion as it can. So, fortunately for most of our clients, Jack, who are owners of small companies, it's rarely that public. So they're you know the, the, it's known amongst their their people, their team, their sphere, right which is usually much smaller than that of the president of the United States or the National Football League.
0: How do you lead? How do you lead in times of controversy? Well, as a small business owner. You know, every day brings some types of controversy. So in in the simple, quick, fast version, you know, you lead in, in times of controversy by basically being decisive and making that decision on your moral code and the types of things that you, you as the owner of that business, because you can't look anywhere else. You just got to look in the mirror. You as the owner of the business, what do you believe and what do you want to do? You know, going back to, to framing our, our friend Kaepernick at, at uh, San Francisco, you know, he could have gone out and done what he did and kneel, and no one would have noticed it at all except for the media focus on it. So typically what we get are an over-exaggeration of things that quite frankly should just disappear. You know The fact that he has a right and all that nonsense, of course he has a right in this country to to say what he wants to do and symbolize it in any way he wants to do it. But he also has a responsibility, and that side never seems to be played up equally. And he's got a responsibility to use common sense. He's got a responsibility to basically do something that is right. And right, the right has a lot of meaning to it. I know it does but do something that basically he has a responsibility to make the surrounding circumstances better, not use it as a venue for a political rant and and to uh, try to change society. If he wants to do something like that, basically he should organize his own players and like-minded people, at his expense or get sponsors to to locate it, contact the media, do all these kinds of things that take an organization of like a product of the National Football League to deliver up a a multi-million dollar or multi-million dollar viewership, multi-million people worldwide to watch it. So he should set that pace and he should should go through the effort of, of putting it together and then make his point. You don't go literally, I I look at it as robbing somebody else's show. And that's fundamentally wrong. He doesn't have a right to do that. He has a right to yap. He has a right to throw out his opinion. He doesn't have a right to hijack a a particular game and and a particular venue, something that he didn't put one dime into making. So this is a lot of, you know, ranting ourselves here for the first segment. But basically you lead the leaders, and who are the leaders of the NFL? If it's going to be a joint ownership uh, committee of, they have to make a decision and live by it, not waffle like they did and not have non-uniform response to this. To me, very clearly, he has a right to to say what he wants to say, but he doesn't have that right to, to, uh, again, hijack another program. That isn't his. It's not his. He doesn't have a right to do that.
1: All right, folks, we're just getting ramped up with this. Like Jack said, this is not like any controversial issue. There's never a simple answer here. And we're going to have some good good heated discussions here and get our opinions, and I'm sure we'll disagree on some of this stuff as well. But it should be fun. So stay tuned. When we come back, we'll talk more about how do you lead in times of controversy. I'm Adam Sonhalter.
0: And I'm Jack Mancini, and we are business coaches, and we are talking about a pretty good controversial issue. And I know... <laughs> Owners of small businesses face these kinds of things all the time Stay- in different disguises.
1: Yes, they do. Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at wintradio.com. Mm-hmm.
0: Welcome back to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sunhalter. Hi, folks. I'm Jack Mancini. Glad to be here tonight. Okay, Adam, let's jump right into it. Everyone knows we're business coaches, and this whole business that's that's running around the country here about a, a frickin' NFL football player taking a, a knee to the American flag and a national anthem is uh, just... Uh, Annoying. Yeah, I, don't, I don't want to touch so on a couple. That even got the, he got featured. I, right. I'm still coming back to that. With the okay. media? So me, no, If no, they no. ignored him and no one, no one, <laughs> the millions of viewers, the people at the stadium, nobody would have picked up on this and, and done anything significant. It's the the overcapacity of the media. It's like if you're a business owner and you got overcapacity in your production or overcapacity in your inventory, what's the difference? You know, you you have too much. We got too much unused airtime. So these babbling whatevers go after issues like that. Somebody scans, you know, hundreds of thousands, tens of thousands of people at a stadium and looks at a football player kneeling and starts to speculate. And before you know it, it's international news. Boy, oh, boy. That's not how I grew up, Adam.
1: I know, Jack. Let me me give a quick shout-out for the numbers. If people want to kind of chime in, they're more than welcome to do that. And the numbers here in the studio, 440-946-9468. Again, 440-946-9468. At MaximumVP, at JackMVP, and at Adam Sonhalter. Those are our Twitter handles for the company, for Jack and myself. Or radio at MaximumVP.com. I want to circle back a couple things you touched on, Jack, because I had notes written down that, that, that were on some similar topics that you touched on here in, in your in your opening rant. Uh, a couple things. One was, and again, this circles back to, again, how, to, how does an owner of a small company lead during some controversy here? So what do you stand for? No pun intended, or actually pun intended, right? That's, That's what I, right. I, I kind of perfect, wrote down in terms of, in terms of yeah. culture. So what do you stand for? And here you are. You're, you're setting that. And you have a certain moral code, as you mentioned, Jack, which is, okay, so what's your company about? What values do you have? And a couple other things you mentioned were kind of about rights or, or kind of free speech. So let me kind of touch on those real quick. So as the owner... How are you going to approach those things? What do you really stand for? What's important to you? What values do you have that you aren't going to bend or break for anybody? That no matter what somebody does, no matter what your, your, your best employer, your worst employee, whatever it's going to be, you aren't going to put up with it. You have a certain way that, that, that you're going about doing things. I think one of the things that, that President Trump did made very clear, you know, picture him not being president right now and just running his companies. Okay, running you know the, the entire Trump organization. You mean to tell me that if anybody in the Trump organization was, was, was kneeling during a national anthem or disrespecting the flag in any way, they wouldn't be out on their Budinsky in about well, five sure. seconds, right? I, I, you
0: can't imagine
1: otherwise. He made you? it very clear to them for that, right? He's like, I don't care what you're, what you're upset about. It doesn't mean I disagree with what you're upset about, Jack. I just disagree with how you're going about doing it, especially when it comes to the company here. And that's that's and that, the
0: way, that's a very good way to put it.
1: And that, yeah. to me, this ties into the second point in terms of kind of the, the whole idea of having rights or the, or the idea of, uh, of free speech. This is not a free speech or rights or where's in the Constitution in your mind, even though that's not in the Constitution, but the idea of having the ability to kind of have certain rights of free speech. That pertains to you as a U.S. citizen, which absolutely nobody, nobody disagrees with people's right to have free speech. This comes to when you, you come into a business setting, you are an employee working for an organization. That organization has certain rules, okay, and there's certain things that you can or cannot do as part of that organization because what happens is you are now representing that organization to the world. So when you have your employees, you know, often they are... The face of your company, or your organization, to your customers, to your vendors, to the world. Okay, and so there's a certain way you'd like them to carry themselves and represent themselves. Again, tying back, I'll circle back to what do you stand for? What's your culture about? What are you about? And so the the issue here isn't that hey, we, we're taking away your right. If you want to go to your point, Jack, if you want to go protest or kneel or, or or make a case somewhere else, that's when you're not on the clock. Go by all means, go it. ahead and do it. Absolutely, but don't come in and hijack my company, my organization and do it for what you care about and whatever agenda you've got, Okay, whether it be, you know, whether it be what, what, what Kaepernick was trying to do or, or anybody else in your organization. How dare they come in and hijack? How dare you let
0: them hijack that's, your organization? That's the big thing. That's the big thing, the fact that we did not see any leadership to speak of on display. So if, if I'm setting the tone with my company, I'm the owner. It should be my values, especially if I'm a private company you know we can talk another day about public regulations and demands and mandates but if i have a private company i can set the tone i can set the rules as long as it's within the law and basically the moral code is is really what i have total control over and if i have certain beliefs by god my company's going to have those beliefs too and if i feel respect for the american flag should be one of those beliefs and my employees are going to know that, and and they're going to they're going to suffer consequences if they violate that. And if they want to go in my face and take me on, blah blah blah, that's also a different story. But for the most part, I set the code as the owner, and I should be under the pressure of multi-million people around the world, kind of clamoring on this. I should be able to stand up strong, and basically talk about and defend my moral code by showing it by action of removing an employee who goes against that. And how many people understand that? Anyone who doesn't own a company, anyone who never had to make those kinds of decisions wouldn't have a freaking clue about what we're talking about here, Adam. They just wouldn't understand it. Uh, Certainly not in a business setting. Hey, he's got his rights, so he should be able to do you know what he wants to do. The owners making too much money. Blah blah blah. Bull crap.
1: Yeah, those are all. Those are all distraction techniques and trying to avoid what I think the the, the heart of the issue is here. And again, as we always look at it from the, from the lens of the owners, and, and and what are you about? And you know the the owners for the most part have kind of waffled on this big time. You know waffle. because they you know they were hoping for it to kind of go away, sweep it under the rug, not have to address it. You know, I listen to quite a bit of sports talk radio, you know, you know, and and uh, over the summertime, as as the Browns are getting ready to go, there's a lot of discussion about hey, would, you know, would the Browns bring in Colin Kaepernick, and yeah, you know, they, they have a need for for a veteran quarterback. They have some they have some young kids who are quarterback, and wouldn't it be great to have a guy who's been around for five, six, seven years, has been to a Super Bowl, has won, you know, has has some experience? Like, wouldn't it be good to kind of bring that guy in? And you know, most people. Are very good, especially good to get that level. If if you're owning an NFL team, chances are you're you're successful in other places of your life, and you, and you you you've dealt with some big organizations. Same's true for uh, the commissioner. Same's true for the coaches, and most of them are very good at saying absolutely nothing from a from a verbal standpoint. They you know that they'll just. Yeah, it's very vanilla, and it's something that we didn't talk about yet, but I still want to bring up, Jack, and make sure we touch on it at some point tonight, which is the political correctness that exists oh, here. Oh, absolutely. And this it's is, just, this is a, great example, a great example a great example of what political correctness looks like because everybody is so afraid to stand up and say what they believe. The fact, again, I'll come back to the fact that nobody, it wasn't just, just the Cleveland Browns, but nobody in the NFL, none of the other, the other 31 teams besides the 49ers were willing to bring this guy on. To me, that speaks volumes. Sure volumes by their actions in terms of what they were not willing to do because they felt, hey, it was too much of a, a hot topic to to, to to do it. So let me just kind of avoid it. It was safer to kind of just avoid it and get away from it. Versus you know standing up and saying, here, here's what, what we believe. If if I believe that you know that I want everybody standing for the flag and I own the company, I can tell people that. And if you don't like it, you're right. You can get out of here. That's right. You can get out of here. Nothing now nothing
0: wrong with that. That's
1: easier for president trump to say versus an owner of a team or a coach of the team because they're the 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 constituents who they are trying to please are very different so i argue that one of the constituents that that the president is trying to take care of are citizens also military officers one of the biggest charges of our leader uh, you know i don't care who's president one of his or her top jobs is to defend our nation and I don't know about you, Jack, but defending the flag is part of that.
0: That's a symbolic. Okay? That's a symbolic part of it. That's that's what it is. So, it Shows respect.
1: So he's coming from that angle, okay? If I've got the owners, the commissioner, the coaches, okay, their constituents are a little different. It's really kind of the players and the fans to a certain extent. That's who they're trying to play to, right? And we all know how this works. And again, let's talk about owners. You have you have employees. You have a team. You have your team. You're trying to get your team to play together, and they come from all different walks of life. They're different ages, backgrounds. Uh, you know, just different kind of people, how do you unify them and bring them together so they can they can play as one and be able to, whether it be win the game or to win that new customer and have success in your business? How do you do that? So you're trying to do that as well. And that's why you know, it, it, it's very different folks who they're, who they're trying to please. Mm-hmm. So what do you do internally? But the, the, where it starts with, you start with getting up in front of the group and saying, here's what we stand for. Here's what we believe. And articulating it to them. So I don't know. Neither do you, nor does anybody else out there know. I don't know what these owners are doing in private, but what they're doing in public... Sure isn't, to me, getting out in front of it and talking about here's what I stand for. And I don't, again, I have tremendous respect for whatever you stand for, but just tell me what you what, what, what you stand for. Otherwise, I'm going to judge based on your actions. You're just trying to say, hey, hot potato, hot potato, let me step away from that. That's never, ever the right thing to do as an owner. Let,
0: well, they're, l- l- they're, ducking it, it um, they're ducking it big time. That's what they're doing, and that's what we see. So we're not looking at a great display of leadership. We're looking at a display of cowardice. We're looking at people who, who are looking at making excessive, and I'll even use that word. I never, I never well, I, I can't say never. I rarely ever look at excessive, uh, using the word excessive for making money. But in this case, they do. They make a tremendous amount of money, and they don't want to jeopardize it. And they, in effect, are selling their soul to a large degree. But let's come back to these rights a little bit. You know, you, you, there's no question we have rights that are protected by the Constitution. And even to debate that is silly, even even making the comment that I just did is silly. We all know that. But what about the responsibility that goes with those rights? Isn't there always responsibility with those rights? Sure there is. You know, is. you have a right to, to own a gun and shoot a gun, don't you, in this country? And there's nothing wrong with that. Some people would disagree, but for the most part, that's a right. Just like free speech is protected, owning a gun is protected. But if you go out to a shooting range and you don't take any responsibility for exercising that right, you're waving that gun around, you're you're looking down the line with pointing it at people, shooting, uh, you know, in the wrong direction, doing just crazy stuff, mishandling that gun. You're going to not only get kicked off that range, you might even kill somebody. You aren't taking a responsible approach to exercising your right. So I go to a football game. I bring a family of four, and we pay 500 bucks for the experience. And here's some bozo using that, that facility on, on my on my right to enjoy this freedom and and you know uh the last thing i want to do is hear what his political grant is and see him disrupt the whole game and the whole process there's no responsibility taken by him him being Kaepernick, when he does something like that he finds a different venue to to uh, like we said before to exercise his right and he can take the responsibility for that, which is what he should do, and we all should do whenever we exercise a right. There's responsibility fixed to that.
1: Good points, Jack. All right, so we'll, we'll dig some more into this. This is where We're getting to the halfway point of the show here. We've got, we got two more segments to go. We'll delve into some more of this stuff. I want to come back on the political correctness part of it and kind of frame it within that as well, as well as, again, talk about just the, the different constituents and how they're going about leading stuff to help maybe shed some light on this stuff. So stay tuned to that. We'll be back here in a couple minutes. I'm Adam Sonhalter.
0: And I'm Jack Mancini with Maxima Value Partners. We're business coaches.
1: Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT 13. 30 a.m., 101.5 FM, and online at wintradio.com. Welcome back to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sunhalter.
0: And I'm Jack Mancini, and we are business coaches with Maximum Value Partners, MVP, Think of it as the most valuable player. And if you have us on your side, believe me, guys, we're most valuable players on every team we're on. So, all right, we're here every Wednesday from 7.30 to 8.30 p.m. Eastern, and
1: you can reach us live in the studio. If you're listening live on the air, please call in and share your thoughts. On We have a very, I think, interesting topic tonight as well that we're trying to apply to small business, but it's very uh, very uh, topical right now. Uh, but if you're listening on the on the podcast, you can, again, reach us here and call us live in the studio from 7.30 to 8.30 p.m. Eastern on Wednesdays. That number is 440-946-9468. Again, 440 946 9468. If you want to tweet at us, you can do it three ways. Our company Twitter handle is at MaximumVP. Jack's Twitter handle is at Jack And mine is at Adam Sonhalter. You can email us, radio at MaximumVP.com or head over to our website, MaximumVP.com forward slash how H-O-W. And there's a little form there you can fill out and and submit to us. We'll get uh, get your thoughts or questions on the air here, things you want to respond to. So We're talking tonight about how do you lead during controversy, and we're using a a great public example about this, the recent to to Neal or not the Neal situation as it relates to the NFL, what's been going on is it's starting to really kind of heat up here in the last several days. And one of the areas I want to make sure we delve into here, Jack, is one of our favorite topics. Ongoing is how do you deal with political correctness?
0: Mm. And to me, it is one of our favorite topics, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I think what happens—we've talked about this before. I think people often feel afraid to speak their minds these days. And the one style we have talked about this before too. I want to kind of frame this within leadership. One of the things we do with
0: leadership is DISC, D-I-S-C, a behavior assessment. You know what I'm going to ask, don't you? Go ahead, Jack. No, is that is that working back. on your back and your back. vertebrae?
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Different kind of discs, <laughs> but it works on between the that six inches between your ears in terms of what oh, your style's okay. gonna be. Right Fair
0: enough. All right, now I get it. So
1: I think people should have figured out by now if they haven't that uh, President Trump's a what's known as a D in disc parlance, and so all that means is that he's got all kinds of opinions. He's happy to share them with you, and he's gonna express that opinion whether you want to or not. You're never gonna agree with everything he says. because He's always gonna express how he feels about stuff, which most people don't do unless they're of that same D style, which in this country is by four by. far the minority it's about one in ten people that had that style so by far they're they're the least in terms of that style let me interject here just a little
0: here when when he ran his campaign and he's you know really can continue to be steady with this he talked about changing uh, draining the swamp you know he's gonna bring change to an embedded system of elites that that have gotten pretty arrogant and pretty wealthy and and pretty pretty smug and he's going to drain that. he's going to change it and his style is perfect for doing that but when you got it you got to stop and reflect the media nonsense and the other things going on here what would change look like what does it look like and for me very simply it looks like donald trump that's the stuff he's doing. He's turning everything over. He's walking into a room and knocking tables over and and sliding things off those tables and, and just basically changing the approach. And power is what he's trying to change, and power will not go lightly nor easily. So that's why we got all this controversy, and it's a great time to be alive, quite frankly, because we're seeing democracy in action. This isn't as bad as and disruptive as this is. This isn't as bad as the 60s, I don't think, in my opinion. So we'll find a way out. Ten years from now, we'll be looking back at this, and things will be calmer. There'll be something going on that basically is going to be comforting to people, and hopefully it'll be prosperity and get our minds off this political correctness nonsense. Well,
1: that that, that draining of the swamp you're talking about, Jack, that's a very common trait for Ds, where they're not afraid to stir things up. And they really don't mince words. They just kind of they put it out there how, you know, how they feel. I mean, the the the, the idea that, that that Twitter is perfectly cut out for, for for a D, like like President Trump. And I think what he was doing, at least as we see, at least I see it. I you know, say we, as I I saw Jack was, he was calling out the leadership of the NFL. He's calling out the owners. He's calling out the commissioner to take a stance. And what did they do? They did what people often do against the push of a D. They locked arm and arm, literally, arm and arm, to say, "Hey, we can, as a as a group, let, let's stand together. Whether they all believe it or not, let's stand together against the force of that and push back against that D." And all of a sudden, it started to distract. And here's the issue: of this, and it's a kind of it's pointing at him. He's not the problem here. He isn't the issue. He said, "Hey, why don't you guys stand up and lead and say what you guys you guys believe?" And we saw more stuff here in Cleveland. You know, one of the most popular basketball players in the world is is LeBron James, and he's been you know very open about how he feels about this stuff. Which is again, that's his right. He was doing it on his Twitter account and whatever. He, again, that's you know what he has every right every right that he wants to be able to do that. And then he was doing some stuff at media day this week, you know, for the Cavaliers. Now, he wasn't just going out there and doing it on his own. He was responding to questions. So you you're point about, uh, about the media, Jack. So he was responding to those kind of questions. I found it very interesting. I'll use that word, interesting. Good word. That, that the owner, the owner of the Cavaliers, who also owns many other companies, including and Loans, a guy by the name of Dan Gilbert who has shown in the past to probably be very similar in style to Donald Trump in many ways in terms of being not afraid to stir things up. If you, if you have any questions about that, just look back to the letter he, he put out after LeBron James left Cleveland to go to Miami you know, six, seven years ago. Not afraid to be controversial. Well, I don't know if you heard this, Jack, but he said that he is politically agnostic. I didn't hear that. Okay. So what the hell does that mean? Okay, well, what it means is he's similar to what Donald Trump is. That's one of the things that people beat up Trump about was, hey, he was, he was giving money to both parties. Well, so the same thing was, was true of Gilbert. He gave to both campaigns during 2016. Why? Is he really truly politically agnostic? Well, from a public standpoint, he is because he wants to make sure that whoever's winning, he's got some, some influence there as a business owner. He wants to have a seat at the table and say, Hey, hey, I did support you, Jack. Remember that, you know. In fact, I supported the other guy, don't worry about that. I supported you. So he's taking that stance of, hey, he's he's kind of the punchest pilot here washing his hands. I'm politically agnostic. Okay, well, that's a stance, but I was a bit I was personally a bit disappointed by that. And a bit surprised. Yeah, I wanted to see him given, take, take Well, care. Given his nature, I figured you know, he wouldn't do it. You know, so you know, I would not never expect a guy like a Mark Cuban, okay, most people know, from, you know probably more from Shark Tank these days than anything else, but he's also an owner of an NBA franchise. These kind of guys to come out and really lead and take a stand about what's going on. I could have sworn a couple weeks back I heard that Jerry Jones, who's the owner of the Cowboys, told everybody in the Cowboys that they're going to stand for the national anthem. And lo and behold, here's this Yahoo on national TV. Oh, no, wait, he did. Well, go on, go on. A, a national TV game on Monday night with the entire team. They all took and They're all kneeling down. This is before the national anthem, though. I think it was the, uh, before the national before anthem, anthem, right? While
0: the song. But God that's Bless but that's
1: not that's not how it was that's not how it was portrayed necessarily in the media. All you have is that right. picture. That picture with a thousand words. You've got Jerry Jones and that's his team right. kneeling that's down, right? right? So I'm thinking. Come on. Come on, folks. You got you got and so why are they doing that? Well, they're trying to pander to their constituents, the fans, the the the, 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 the players who were there. Michael Jordan was, was great at this. When they asked him, you know, what his political leanings were, it comes back to we, you know, political correctness. We don't talk about politics or religion at work. Why? He said, "Hey, Democrats and Republicans both buy sneakers." Mm-hmm. So he's happy to sell to both of them, right? He doesn't want to, you know, doesn't want to turn people off. I'm, you know, I'm happy that LeBron James is speaking his mind. That's a, it's fine. I, I want people to speak their minds. I don't have to agree with everything you're going to say. Jack, you, you and I know each other very well, but we don't necessarily agree on everything. That's okay. People who are married, have your friends. It's boring if you agree on everything. What's the point of having any friendships or any relationships if you guys always agree? You want people to be able to kind of express their opinions. The question, again, though, comes back to the place and the time and having that responsibility, Jack, that he talked about in terms of where do you do it, how do you do it. And if, if you're doing it at your employer, if your employer's going to encourage that, that's fine. He or she has that right to encourage that. And I'm sure certain NFL owners are okay with that. But I bet some of them aren't. And you know what? It's going to be different for different players. If it was Tom Brady who took that knee, Jack, I guarantee you on my life, Tom Brady would not be unsigned. Why? Because <laughs> he's well, one of the of best course. players in the NFL. Sure. Well, Kaepernick's what, not good what enough. What is that, Adam? Well, Well, again, same thing with, with LeBron James. What, what? What should Gilbert do? Hey, LeBron, get the hell out of here. Of course, he's one of the best players in the NBA. Why should? But he? if you're the if you're the fifteenth guy on the uh, on a roster of fifteen, eh, take a hike. You know, because it's not going to impact the, the the business. So, Kaepernick's not good enough to deal with all the stuff that comes with it. And that's well, true of a lot of employees, people, too.
0: People like to say, it's, and it's very true, it's all about the money. So I have this little river of money, and my franchise, my NBA or my football franchise is getting richer by the, by the week. Now, why do I want to come out and stick myself right in the middle of this? If it's all about the money, that's a very, very logical choice, not to stick my nose in the middle of this. Because I'm going to alienate both sides one way or another. Because obviously the feelings are very strong. You're pretty pumped up with the subject tonight, and and you know you you listen to other talk radio and you you pick up the news however you pick it up. And boy, oh boy, it's 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 crackling. You know people are very upset about this. So if I'm an owner, I have to make a choice here. Do I want to stand on principle and? jump in the middle of this thing? I know, I know it's going to be short-lived and trendy, and I know I'm going to get maligned by somebody pretty important, big constituencies. And if so, I'm going to, in my mind, I'm thinking, my God, I got this river flowing and it's actually getting bigger. I'm going to jeopardize that. So what do I do? So the moral aspect of leadership comes to a big true test here. And what do you do? Do you stand on principle? Is this the fight you take? Or do you live for another one down the line? I don't think these, these owners basically will ever take a stand when it jeopardizes the, the cash flow as significantly as something like this. So it, it fundamentally is discerning. There's no question about it. Uh, I, I, I like to think I would take a stand if I were an owner. And people would laugh and say oh yeah right you know there's bill you're going to jeopardize billions certainly millions that's a tough decision and you know so it comes back to a guy like kaepernick he's being being uh, treated like a hero and i think that's a lot of nonsense i think he's he's out of line with what he did he didn't really he didn't he didn't take responsibility for exercising his rights and to me that's different than an owner not even taking taking his exercising of rights to do something. There's a big difference.
1: All right, we'll finish this up when we come back in our last segment here after the break. So stay tuned. I'm Adam
0: Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini. And we're business coaches with Maximum Value Partners. We help owners of small companies get unstuck from the state of how. Stay
1: tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at wintradio.com. Welcome back to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sonhalter. Hello, Adam. Welcome
0: back is right. I'm Jack Mancini, and we well are partners bad. with Maximum Value Partners, and we're talking about a lot of stuff that's pissing everybody off, including us. That's all right. So how do
1: you lead in times of controversy? We're using this whole NFL kneeling situation that's kind of spread like wildfire the last uh, last several days. And I want to touch on here in the last second a little bit, Jack, I want to talk about um, – a time and a place for everything we talk a lot about kind of rights and responsibilities what's kind of going on and i think if many of the owners had led in a way where they kind of took this thing almost offline a little bit say there's a time and place for this let's make sure we help get some solutions that are down i support you and what you're saying just don't do it here you got to realize as an owner of a company you have a market that you're trying to serve okay and i don't know about you jack but to me sports are one of those great escapes and nothing can unify like sport. You know, we saw that here recently in Cleveland. You know, we've seen it for years in Cleveland. We've had we've had the, the a lot of tough losses or or, or tough times of sports teams. We had a championship last summer with the with the Cavaliers, and it brought together the town like 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 never before, at least at least in my lifetime. Okay, and so sports can be a great unifier, but it's also a great escape. And so when when the Cavaliers won that championship, you know. People were were related. They were excited. They, they they were feeling great. It was you know no matter what was going on in, in their life, it was hard for you not to feel, not to feel good, and to escape from whatever troubles are going on in, in your life. If you have that couple hours, you know, if, you know whether it be for that basketball game, whether it be Sunday afternoon for your football team, whatever it might be it's a couple hours to kind of get away from everything else and just focus on that and just kind of again the old Calgon take me away commercials. Jack, you know, Here's a woman wow. going going that's into a, the going honor. into the bathtub to kind of just take me away, right? same kind of thing here right it's sports are that great escape and so you got to realize as that owner that hey your market really doesn't want to see those things there for the most part that's right and they're saying hey let's put it somewhere else and if also i've got a group of of nfl players that are going to meet with you know, the, the the police forces or or, or folks and you know Congress people or whatever it might be, they're doing it again on their time. That's key. In their I time agree. doing stuff. Okay, well then I can have a discussion over there on that time. I'm not doing it in between the white lines, in between you know on the court. It's 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 not there. It's a sanctuary. You know, I saw recently. There's been obviously some hurricane issues going on. Uh, we've been hit with a lot of them here in our hemisphere. And with baseball going on, we have quite a few folks who are from Puerto Rico. And Puerto Rico just got hit, got hit again. And one of our favorites here in Cleveland is a guy named Francisco Lindor. And Francisco is very fun to say, obviously. But Francisco Lindor is from Puerto Rico. And he's, he talked about how that three hours he's in between the white lines is his his relief, his relief to be able to kind of get away from everything that's kind of going on. Because when he's off the field, He's got all kinds of phone calls and tweets and, and, and texts and other responsibilities from folks that he knows and loves are, that are suffering right now. But for him, that's his escape. And so it's as much of an escape often for the the, 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 the the participants as it is for the folks who are, who are watching or, or kind of there. So you got to understand your marketplace as well. That's one of your responsibilities as an owner of a company is to really understand what is your market coming for because I think what's happening right now is there are a lot of folks, I think quite a few, are being totally turned off to this product.
0: Absolutely, it'll be hard to get them back. Absolutely. Well, I, I'll raise my hand on that one. You know, I'm I'm pretty well done with uh, the NBA and the uh, NFL, and I've been a long fa- long-standing fan, and this kind of stuff just tipped it. Uh, it it's a tipping point. It it, it isn't just uh, you know Kaepernick doing what he's doing. It's it's a lot of stuff building up to that. And that's how these things happen. They they build up, then they explode, then they come back with with something different, and eventually they go away in this country. That's what's so good about it. Kaepernick should have gotten his buddies together. He should his his thing. Because I don't even know. I still don't know what the hell they they're arguing about or or protesting about. I don't. I'm I'm sure somebody does, but I haven't seen it. Where 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 there they've defined this, but he should basically be working on solutions to whatever his goals are with with his protestations, and those solutions should drive him to run for office. And basically, you know, uh make a difference. Make a difference that way within the system. Don't say, hey, I'm peacefully protesting, I have that right. What a bunch of horseshit that is. You know, yeah, he's got his right, but he's not providing solutions. Well it was funny during the summer Jack, again come back to
1: what do you stand for, what do you believe in, okay? When it was coming to the, the, the point in the summer where he wasn't getting signed by anybody, he made it very publicly clear that he was not planning to kneel. He would stand during the anthem this, you know, when, when, you know, yeah, this year. Yeah, trying to almost get on the good yeah. side. Yeah, so kind of say, you know, again, so, you know, folks, we got to stand for, not be afraid to stand for what what we believe. You know, if you're going to put out there, you care enough about it, That's then do that. But don't. Don't relent or back down and pressure. And again, that, that, to me, that's a part of this political correctness. So we gotta have debates and discussions, and and it's okay to disagree. But to make sure your point, Jack, we're clear on the issue here. So again, yeah, nobody, nobody believes it's good for police to abuse anybody. Okay, nobody believes that. I don't care what color skin you are, what, what, what race you are, you know, what sex you are. The, the people, the, the police are here to protect us.
0: That's right. So I
1: think you know yeah, the fact that there, right. are, there there are a few bad apples, okay? We want the, there's the same thing's true for the, for the, almost any institution. You know, the Catholic Church has been through all kinds of stuff over the years, okay? There's we're human. We have there are bad people and racism is never ever going away, folks. Never because it's it's part of life. People are are imperfect. They have they they, they choose things. They, there's a lot of hate out there. There's a lot of evil in this world. Okay, so to say I want to get rid of get rid of, oh, let's try a light on it and say, hey, this is a bad thing. Make sure it's taken care of and it's handled the right way. And so that's what we're trying to talk about here. That's you know, do those things, but that's not. Distracted with a bunch of other stuff that isn't relevant to what's really kind of going on. That's why the sporting venue isn't the right place for it. And what does it say about us as a culture. You say, you know, I heard somebody say, Jack, that they, they, they feel that the recent protests are to get
0: Kaepernick a job. What a bunch of nonsense! Hey, it's not going to fire had, me. They, they never they're had, they're, had they're, it they're defined, defined anyway. You know, they never had it defined. Any. Any protestation has to have a defined goal. There's been so many of these freaking things popping up over the last several years. I mean, we're, we're getting fatigued by them. We don't know what they are. We don't know where these people come from. You know, they certainly don't represent me. Uh, they, they don't represent the, the true system. You know, our, our representative, that's another story for another day. But, you know, they, 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 we have all these protests going on. To do what? To what end? What are the solutions? You know, you know it, Adam, along with me better than anybody. When we, we talk to small business owners, one of the biggest things we do, there's a lot of yammering and we get a you know get, get the top two, three people in the company together and they're going at different, you know d- different paces trying to define the problem. And one of the big things we bring to the table is framing the problem. Now we can start to work on it. So if I don't know what the problem is, I don't know what the goal is. How in the world can I take corrective action that's going to be meaningful? How can I do it? I, I can't do it. So if nobody's out there articulating what it is they want, we know we, uh, there's some bad cops, we know there's some bad treatment. you know we know just from marketing how oh, what what profiling's all about. We know all that stuff. Okay, well, what do you want to do about it? What's the problem? And what do you want to do about it? I don't need to be I don't need to be black to understand abusive black. I don't need to be that, and I'm capable, like any intelligent human being, of empathizing with that. I mean, I get it hundred percent, but I can get bit, get a pretty uh, good good hunk of the feelings and the problems with that. So what are we going to do about it? What do you want to do about it, Kaepernick? What do you want to tell me the problem and what are you doing to, so to, to provide the solution? And why don't you get out of football since you're unemployed and go uh, run for office and see if anyone will vote for you? <laughs> I'd love to see something like that. Let me let me kind of close up our
1: show here, Jeff. We've got a few minutes to go, but I want to kind of bring it back to the small business world, which is – and I think what we're seeing here is a, is a very poor example of leadership. We're seeing a lot of bad leadership going on here, almost across the board. Okay. And so the beauty about bad leadership, and we all we all make <laughs> mistakes as leaders, Jack.
0: Anyway, there's beauty with bad leadership,
1: huh? Well, because we can learn from our own mistakes. That's I was having right. a discussion with, with uh, some 7th graders on Monday. I was talking with my son, who's a freshman in high school, about it before, uh, actually yesterday. and said, that, you know, when we, when we make our own mistakes, unfortunately, those are often where we tend to learn the most from, right? If you gain some wisdom as you get a little older, you start to realize you can learn from others' mistakes, but they never quite... Take as deep root as the ones you make on your, on your own. So this is something that's certainly recoverable. And you, as the owner, you're going to make some mistakes re- leading, especially when, when it gets pressure times like this. Okay, but you can recover from it and take a deep breath and kind of reset and, and kind of move forward. It's very important to be able to do that and to be able to lead through not only through controversy, but but but, but good times as Make well. Make a so.
0: decision, take a stand. That's that's ultimately what, what leadership's about. A couple of big components about it anyway. Anyway.
1: Alright, thank you for joining us on this week's edition of Dirty Secrets of Small Business. We invite you to tune in every Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. If you have any questions, in the meantime, uh, give us an email, radio at MaximumVP.com or give us a phone call, 877-849-0670.
0: And we're looking for you owners of small businesses or wannabe owners of small businesses. We can help you get to wherever the heck you're going, and that is ultimately sustainable, growing profits. Learn more Dirty Secrets of Small Business next Wednesday at
1: 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Hey, thanks for listening on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 1015 FM, and online at wintradio.com.
0: Stop. Can't get enough.